Hello, everybody. How we doing? Simple Sports is back again, and football season is back again, ladies and gentlemen. And I am super pumped. Haven't recorded in a while. A lot of things been going on. Um, uh, biggest thing is I didn't have a phone for the longest time, and so it gave me a chance to work on a couple other things. I couldn't post some things to social media as as easily as I needed to be able to. Uh, but got a new phone, all that stuff is squared away, and I figured I'd give myself a little bit of a break at, at that point anyway, uh, just to sort of reset, get some things in order, and now we are back. Football season is a couple of days away. I cannot wait. NFL preseason has been going on, and I know it's terrible football, but I watch every second of it because as much football as I can get, I am going to accept. So with that all being said, I have 10 storylines that I want to talk about. Um, these are the 10 things that I think for the most part, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can watch and focus on, but these are the 10 that I, I focus on, or I'm going to choose to focus on this year. Last year I had a couple of different ones. A lot of times it's fairly similar, just with different names. Um, you know, uh, for example, like who might win MVP, things like that. Um, but I got 10 this year and that's what I want to start with. I'm not going to get into predictions just yet, but I will have that coming out. Uh, before, um, I'll say around week four, we should have some predictions and we'll get a, a, a grasp of who some of these teams are, maybe have a couple of injuries that might set things in motion, um, things like that. So I want to wait a little bit before we get that far into it, but I do have a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, and I want to start with the Eagles. So the Eagles got their Super Bowl finally. Um, and of course, everyone immediately wants to know, well, can they do it again? Uh, and, you know, rightfully so. But um, this year, it's a little bit different with your your Super Bowl champion and, and the conversation about repeating because you have a quarterback who was kind of not really a part of the whole postseason. In fact, he wasn't a part of the whole postseason. Um and I don't know how that goes over for a player in in terms of especially someone who is prominent on the team, um, you know, say for like a backup tackle or like a swing tackle or maybe, a, you know, a fourth receiver who comes in occasionally. Like, what is it actually like to win a Super Bowl? Like, what is that feeling like? And so to be of to be someone who was quite frankly, probably going to be MVP um, to then not only not get to participate, but also get to watch your team. And I and listen, I'm sure they're all happy for him and he's happy for him. And, and that's, that's all fine and good. I just wonder what it's like to have that part of the, the equation uh, with the Super Bowl contender. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, they have a little bit different motivation. Um, I think they're going to have a little bit of a quarterback issue because I don't know how Wentz is doing as, as far as week one goes and Foles has looked a little shaky. Um, had the shoulder nicked uh again i don't want to read too much into the preseason but he all he is a backup for a reason um so that that could i guess bode well for them if he sort of does kind of stink it up a little bit or plays like a backup and Wentz comes back week two three four or whatever and and life goes on he can go back to being backup Wentz can be the hero but what if he does come in and play well what if they start out 3-0, and 4-0, and, and Wentz is still not back. Um, 
I don't know. That 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 might get a little tricky. I still believe they'll probably go to Wentz, but I don't know. I mean, Super Bowl MVP took them to the Super Bowl. Wentz didn't even win a game in the playoffs. That that could get a little tricky. Uh, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. That's that's definitely one of the major ones to watch throughout the year. But that one could fizzle out really quickly, depending on how the first couple of weeks go. Um, so we'll see. Um, also want to look at the Rams because it was one of the biggest turnarounds. I mean, and you see it a lot in football, so it's not necessarily that shocking, but they went from worst to first pretty quickly and probably a little bit faster than most people thought. Now, you know, obviously they didn't win the Super Bowl or anything, but they went from largely irrelevant and kind of a laughing stock to, you know, this year, people are, I mean, even last year, people thought they might win the Super Bowl. Now, this year, people have them uh, to go to the Super Bowl for sure. Um, my question is, is, did they get, did they benefit from a result of just simply having everything fall their way? They were healthy. They played a somewhat softer schedule, um, you know, based off their record the year before. Um, they got some growth out of their quarterback. They got a new, you know, so a lot of things fell into place. My question is, is what they produced last year sustainable? Um, I think it is. I think we have a legit team on our hands. Um, now, I don't know if that is sustainable in as far as long term. It could be another Seattle Seahawks sort of thing where uh, it, it, it maybe lasts a little bit longer than the Eagles probably will. Um but it doesn't necessarily last as long as like the Patriots or something like that, or you know. So we'll see. Um, I mean, the NFL is designed to have more parity, so it's not necessarily shocking if that were the case. But um, they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of hype to live up to. That is uh, that is for sure. Um, and then there's a couple of quarterbacks that. You know, for one reason or another, just there's a lot going on that I'm paying a lot of attention to. And, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole list here, but for I'll just go through the reasons. Right. We have a bunch of guys who have been hurt and are coming back from injury. So guys like Andrew Luck, I'm not really counting on Deshaun Watson um, or I shouldn't say counting on, but. As far as coming back from injury, we only saw him for a couple of games anyway. So there were already enough question marks um, about him. So I'm not necessarily counting him as far as the injury goes. Um, He was already essentially still a rookie. So there's still the jury's still out on him, um, although I do do think he's going to be successful. Um, But Andrew Luck. Um, is coming back from a more serious injury. Ryan Tannehill, although I, I don't expect much out of him big picture, but he's still coming back from injury. That quarterback situation could get real messy, especially if he is not up to par. Um, and Rodgers with the collarbone, I'm not as concerned with that. That, For all intents and purposes, that's a pretty minor injury. So, you know, no, no big concern with that. Um, for him, it's more of, look, dude, it's time to get it done. I mean, I get it. The team hasn't been the greatest, but there's been a lot of it kind of reminds me of LeBron James, like pre 2012, like from about 08 to like the year after he went to the finals for the first time and they got swept from then until about 2012, he was like, people had crowned him as, 
you know, the second coming. And I'm like, wait a minute now. It's, 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 it's been a minute since we've seen him do anything. And he hasn't really won anything yet. And Rodgers, now he has won a Super Bowl. But uh, that was a long time ago. And we've seen a lot of people ready to crown him one of the greatest. Well, he listen, he is one of the greatest. And let's not make a mistake about this. But there's some people that want to categorize him or classify him as the greatest quarterback. And, you know, and, th- and I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen him win anything. And, you know, I need a little bit of something. You got to at least get to the Super Bowl, something. Like, come on. Um, Big Ben's the same way. This window has been open, you know. We've heard this question a couple of times, you know, is the window closing for the Steelers? And, you know, Big Ben, and he might retire, and, and things got a little hairy last year, and then all of a sudden it fills it out against Jacksonville? Uh the Steelers, they have issues. I think this might be a dud of a year for them. There's a lot of noise coming out of the locker room. That just, it's just uh, it, Big Ben is starting to come off as an old man to me, like an old cranky guy. Uh, you know, and I don't know. It's just Le'Veon Bell is trying to get a contract, and that whole situation is getting hairy. And Antonio Brown seems to have his, you know, his things in order. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's all loosey goosey over there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and, and even guy, I mean, even Marcus Mariota, James Winston, James Winston definitely has a lot to, to prove because he, he's been playing well, but he, with his behavior and things like that, if he keeps on having incidents, he might end up out of the league and, you know, he's a great, I mean, he's a great talent, but you got to match the, the you got to exceed the tolerance. And so far, I mean, to not, you can't have your quarterback suspended for, <laughs> for conduct, you know, for misbehavior. That's, I mean, at that point you got to start, listen, it's one thing to have issues with a, a talent, Right. You know, you have to develop a quarterback. Maybe he's not good in the pocket. Maybe he needs to throw better on the run, whatever. To have a quarterback that you got to, you can't keep on the field for behavioral reasons is a totally different issue, okay? I And so, I don't know. That, that could get out of control pretty quickly as well. Mariota is... He scared me last year because he made a lot of decisions that, you know, and I watch, I go back and watch a lot of the interceptions and bad throws. And a lot of it is, you know, it's hard. And again, it's hard to say being this far away from what's happening, but uh, so you have to sort of parse the blame out, right? Some of it's on the receiver. I'm sure some of it's on the offensive line. I'm sure. Some of it's on a bad throw, I'm sure. And some of it's just on a great play by a defender. And so you can't overreact to the number or, or you know, things like that. That's what you can't overreact to. You have to go back and watch and, and look at the decision-making. And that's what worries me is some of the decisions he made weren't necessarily the best. Um, now, again he's also a young quarterback and I think part of the problem we see so much turnover not only in the NFL but in the NBA is there's you know there's so much turnover within the organization that you have to give these young guys 
a chance to develop and you have to make sure that they are developing you can't just throw something in front of them and expect him to just understand it right away and and pick it up and move on like you have to work it into the person like that's what a teacher that's what a coach does they don't just hand you material and then you read it and understand it your your job is to mold them and so far he's been in an organization where there's been turnover there's been coaches in and out and just this past year they go back to back nine and seven seasons don't win the division but they do get to the playoffs one year and win a playoff game on the road and then right after that they fire their coach after they get blown blown out by the pats now I wasn't necessarily opposed to the coaching overhaul um, because and this is why I have some faith in this team, because as 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 meager as they looked at times last year, I think a lot of it had to do with the way Mariota was used. You're running him, you know, for example, they're running bootleg play action passes into the boundary on the two yard line um, like. You, like that's just not utilizing his skill set the way it needs to be utilized like you know it's you're you're restricting the field they're running two receiver routes on play action um you know things like that and and, and you're constricting the pocket and that's just not it's not that he can't throw from the pocket but you you're you're limiting what he can do there's no one in the route it's very boring and bland and i think part of what led to their struggle the last year to two years offensively is the lack of creativity and and the the poor utilization of the weapons that they do have because again they do have some solid weapons they're not necessarily top five top 10 in terms of their position by position they do have some very good talents on the team that could be considered top five or top 10 um for example taylor lawan you could consider him top uh, a top left tackle absolutely and, and i mean again you can keep going down the list gerald casey delaney walker on and on and on but you got to just because you got fresh ingredients don't mean your meal is going to come out cooked well you know you know, you got to do something with it. And I think that this year they got Matt LaFleur, and so we'll see. Uh, I think he can be a little more creative, let Vrabel, you know, be sort of good cop, bad cop, get things in order. Um, and we'll see if they, they utilize him a little bit differently. i just seen too much talent from Mariota to think that he is a bad quarterback. Um, there's always a chance to work on the mental part of things um physically i don't think i've seen anything from him to think that he's a bad quarterback he throws the ball accurately throws it well down the field not necessarily has a cannon but he's good enough to get it where it needs to go um you can always work on him maturing as a quarterback and i think that's where he is um so we'll see um one of the things i thought was interesting is a quarterback uh, or excuse me a non-quarterback that could win mvp um and there's a couple of obvious ones, um, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, to name a few. Um, but I'm interested in seeing if a guy like Odell Beckham can put his name in the hat. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he can get a 2,000-yard rece- receiving re- season, um, 15 to 20 touchdowns. I mean, it, it's, it's in his, that's in his future, I believe. And so, you know, 
is that good enough to win MVP on the Giants? Possibly, con- considering I think most people have formed their opinion of Eli Manning. And so if Odell were to have a season like that, I think that'd be a case where they would lean more towards the receiver versus the quarterback. And that would be something of a historic, oh, I wouldn't say something, that would be a, a historic season. If you were to get 20-plus touchdowns and 2,000 yards receiving, um, I think that is something that is worthy of MVP nod. Certainly, if you're not going to give it to him, you certainly got to give him some votes at least. Um it is probably overwhelmingly likely unless he does have a season like that, that it goes to a quarterback, but you never know if he could throw his name in that hat. We'll see. Another guy I want to talk about is Deshaun Watson. Uh, so we got to see some really, really special stuff from him last year. And personally, I think I've seen enough to think I could expect more of the same maybe not quite that level because that was just a ridiculously high level and if you were to maintain that level then we'd be having a different conversation altogether anyway um uh but he's coming off another injury not his first major injury by the way um and people seem to be ready to crown him as one of the next greats already which again for me is part of the problem same thing goes for Dak Prescott we I was speaking with one of my friends on our shot team podcast, and we I said this about Dak Prescott, where I don't I, th- I don't think Dak's a bad quarterback. I think people expect so much out of him based off of that rookie year that they had, where everything went well, and also um, the fact that he is a Dallas Cowboy and his owner is Jerry Jones, and he's a little <laughs> he's a little hyperbolic sometimes. Um, you know, so I think all of that coupled together puts so much pressure on Dak Prescott. Um, and he's, you know, he's responded well so far. But, you know, I think we're going to see something similar with Houston where he had this flash in, you know, the first season. And now all of a sudden people may expect that to just be the same thing. Like, what if he comes out and struggles week one, week two, week three, week four? People are going to start talking and, you know, sometimes you just have to go through that struggle because week five could be the week that he gets back on track. You never know. Um, but again, this isn't his first major injury. And so those narratives with the media start forming pretty quickly. Um, I'm not one to crown people too quickly. Like I said, I think he is still a rookie for all intents and purposes. Long term, I think he is going to be absolutely fine. Um, but I think he may regress back to the field just a little bit this year, um, you know, from where he was last year, which for the record is perfectly fine. I mean, that's normal. Um, it, and again, I don't think it'd even be realistic to expect him to keep up where he was last year. Um, but like I said, long term, I do think he is going to be absolutely fine. Probably one of my favorite storylines that I've been following is the Cleveland Browns because they have long been the laughing stock of the NFL. And now I actually, I I know it sounds bizarre, but I think they're going to win somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight games this year. And I think for a large portion of the year, or excuse me, for or at some point in the year, we're going to think that they might actually squeak into the playoffs. I don't think that they will get in ultimately, um, but I do think that we're going to have some people look at, take a look at them and say, you know, hey, this team is talented. And I, I've said that for a couple of years. The team is talented, 
And sometimes all it takes is competency and stability, not only at the quarterback position, but at the head coach and really in all the coaching positions and just in the organization in general. All it takes sometimes is stability. Sometimes the team has talent and is ready to compete roster wise, but you need a quarterback. Maybe you need a left tackle. Maybe you need a slot receiver. Sometimes you don't know what that puzzle piece is. And I think in Cleveland, it truly is the quarterback. And I think some people are overlooking the talent that is on this team. I think they're going to win somewhere in the neighborhood of eight games. I could be woefully wrong. And you know what? I'm prepared to live with that. But I truly believe that. And I'm going to stick with it. Tyrod Taylor is a professional quarterback. I don't think he's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but he is a competent, stable, competitive, smart guy who is going to win some football games for them. And sometimes that's all you need. I say this. I made the comparison a lot to Marcus Mariota. Where I don't think Mariota, much like Tyra Taylor, is Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Big Ben. He's not any of these guys like that, Drew Brees, etc. But what he is is smart, he's competent, and he's not talentless. He's a good, solid quarterback. And sometimes in order to get your organization going in the right direction, that's all you need. And I think that's what Tyrod Taylor is. I think Baker Mayfield can continue to be that. But sometimes you need an adult in the room, Tyrod Taylor, to say, let's go. And I think they're going to follow. And I think finally you're going to see Cleveland start to turn turn the corner, win some games. And like I said, I think they might get some... You know, they're going to be on the outside just peeking in. To that, to that playoff picture at the very end of the year, but I don't think they're ultimately going to get in. Kirk Cousins is another talking point that I'm watching because I, I, while I don't necessarily think he's a great quarterback, again, much like Mariota and Tyra Taylor, I think he's, I think he'll win you some games. Um, but they paid him a lot of money, and you know, I, I just have my doubts on how far he can take you on his own. Um, the, the thing is he doesn't have to do it on his own anymore. And this is a situation where now you have a team where you plug in a quarterback that is competent, that is capable, that has shown that he can get some things done, um, that can make some throws. Um, now you have a situation where you're elevating a team. You're not just stabilizing. Now you're elevating a team. And I think that's what you're going to see. I think he's an upgrade over Case Keenum. And I think that was their downfall. In addition to Philly just being a, a bit unstoppable in that building that night against um, against Minnesota, but uh, you know it, it's going to be interesting to see because they paid him a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money, and uh, you know I, I just don't think I see him as a guy that's just going to take over the game. You know, you see a guy like Russell Wilson <clears throat> or Tom Brady. Um, you know, whoever, uh, these elite guys who sometimes it's going to be a game. Russell Wilson is actually a great example where sometimes Seattle's defense, when the Legion of Boom, even when they were the Legion of Boom, there were nights when they just weren't quite there. They might have been a step off and it might have led to one touchdown extra that they might not have scored. And sometimes they needed Russell Wilson to win that game for them. And I just don't think Cousins is that. And I think that's the difference. Um, can they get to the Super Bowl? Probably. I think they have the talent to get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Um, but 
I if I, I think if it's going to come down to Cousins or the other quarterback, I'm probably going to go with the other quarterback considering it's probably going to be Tom Brady. So I've already spoken about Mariota, but the Titans as a whole, it's time to deliver. The team struggled for the better part of a decade to 15 years. And <clears throat> we finally got, saw them go from, I think they were 3-13 and 13 to the year before last being 9-7. and seven, And now last year being again 9-7, but also going to the playoffs and also advancing in the playoffs. Um, and at least for a quarter being competitive in that game. Um, it's time to see if that is, if this is sustained success or is this just a little bit of smoke screens and we're going to see them kind of regress back to what they have been the head coach carousel just got a new member and his name is mike frable and my knee-jerk reaction to that was no but then they hired matt lafleur um and you know it, it's just I wanted LaFleur actually as the head coach when I saw that initially. I didn't want Mike Vrabel, not necessarily because I don't like Vrabel, but because I thought my biggest sticking point last year was the offense, and I thought Matt LaFleur could bring that necessary punch um, to Tennessee. I think they're going for something sort of similar to the Rams in that it's a little bit flipped, though, where Sean McVay is a little bit more offensively gifted, Vrabel uh, being a little bit more defensively gifted, I think can just sort of get the defense in check, you know, get the defense up to speed, get them up, you know, in, in shape and let LaFleur not necessarily control, but let him do his thing offensively. Let him be a little bit creative and not try to control both sides of the fence. And I'm not saying that's the way he is. Or that's the way he coaches, but that's what I think that they're going for. And I think that's what I like. And I think that's why I have a little bit of faith that they're going to be better than people think. I'm not picking them to win 13 games or anything like that. But I think they can get to 10 wins, absolutely. Um, based on their schedule, um, I think 10 wins is certainly feasible. Um, but we'll see. And finally, probably the biggest thing is Tom Brady, of course, right? It, we got to see if he's able to keep this up. There's no way. I put it to you like this. If he goes to another Super Bowl, or even if he just goes to the playoffs this year, and maybe they go to the AFC Championship, get knocked out by whoever, you got to give the man his props. Even if you are a hater, still, you can't at any point anymore question this man. Because... He has been nothing short of remarkable. And, you know, it, it it looks elementary. It looks effortless when he's playing. And if he can do it again at this age, and I believe he will. Um, but, man, you want to talk about shattering the mold. It will be unheard of. Um. And finally, my hot take for the year. So last year I made a prediction that the Giants and the Pats would meet in the Super Bowl. Brady would retire. Belichick would retire and life would go on. They would win in the trilogy. And, you know, Tom Brady would walk off the GOAT. Six Super Bowl rings, yada, yada, yada. I was <laughs> desperately wrong because the Giants didn't even sniff the Super Bowl. 
and the Pats didn't win it, although they did make it. So I guess I wasn't as wrong as I may have proclaimed there, but whatever. I think that actually might happen this year. I might have been a year early on that because I think people are... I think people are seriously underestimating the Giants. The Giants had a lot of injuries, like a lot of teams, fair enough. But they had a lot of key injuries. Their quarterback didn't play well. They had no weapons on the offensive uh, outside. Um, I think they upgraded at all the positions that needed to be upgraded. And I think Eli Manning is still capable of getting the job done if they get into the playoffs. Um, And I believe that with a veteran quarterback like that going up against those younger teams, if they can just keep those games close in the playoffs, I believe Eli Manning can get them home um, in terms of getting them to the NFC Championship and into a Super Bowl. And I think we're going to get, yes, I'm going on record again. My hot take, my prediction for the year (laughs) is the same exact one from last year. Patch Giants in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady walks off. With this final ring and says, you know what? Eat that. I played 41, one of the greatest seasons, because I think he's going to have another phenomenal season. Walked off a Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, dropped the mic, Mamba out, much like Kobe. And I think that's what we're being set up for. At least that's what I hope, because I love that story. So with that being said, it's been Simple Sports. I will see you guys in the next episode. Episode? Yeah. Peace. Oh,